Welcome to another Consider This. Uh, we are excited about having um, some real special people in the studio with us today. And uh, I'm not talking about Steve Broadway, who is actually here. I am. Um, who is, he takes on so many roles <laughs> and you may be surprised to find out that one of his roles recently uh, that he has added to the, to the many things he's capable of doing is, uh, is our missions overseer, our missions director, our missions guru, however you want to describe this. Just lead the committee. Yeah. Just <laughs> That's it. Man, I was trying to make it sound so much bigger. Yeah. Um, so Steve is here. Uh, and then we have the great Amanda and Austin Gagneau. Uh, little Harrison is actually right now in the office area playing with Janelle, one of our uh, one of our key people helping us administrate things and their little boy who we've all fallen in love with. But uh, uh, Amanda and Austin are, are from uh, Ghana, and they have been with us now. How long have you guys been here now? About a month or so? Yeah. Uh, six, six weeks. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Six weeks. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. It seems like only five. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, really, it's been a pleasure. I mean, I had an opportunity. It was a privilege to go over and to see you in your home and to be truly inspired by you and uh, the ministry that God has put on your heart and that you have been faithfully serving with him in. Um, uh, but then to have you back here has been really, really good. And I hope we have treated you well, that we you have, really have taken yes. care of you and all that. So. It's been awesome. So uh, really, this, what I want to talk about a little bit today is, is something that we care a lot about here, which is missions. Um, and uh, we'd love to hear about more of what's going on specifically there. And so we'll ask that. We'll ask, uh, uh, I guess if you're watching on, on, on uh, is it Facebook, Ryan? Is that what we're on? So however you're watching this, you might notice that uh, that Amanda actually, if you don't know them personally, you might know this. Amanda actually is an American, and Austin is from Ghana. That's right. And so they have married. They fell in love when uh, I think Austin was in grad school in Cincinnati, and Amanda was uh, working at a church in the area. Is that correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now they have been... Uh, doing ministry over there for a long time. And I really want to hear uh, just Amanda's perspective as well. So Austin is homegrown in Ghana and uh, Amanda's a transplant and Harrison's a come together, <laughs> blending, beautiful blending of the two, a God's gift of the two. So anyway, Austin, tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about the ministry that's going on right now in Ghana. Um, so uh, Amanda and I serve in a mission um, called Training Tomorrow's Leaders. Um, it's basically a church planting organization um, that is that serves people in northern Ghana and Togo. Uh, the northern part of Ghana and Togo has a lot of unreached people groups, and we have 25 church planters who have planted 105 churches in these regions. And so we have 93 in Ghana, 93 churches planted in Ghana, 12 planted in northern Togo, and we're really excited about what God's been doing with this organization. Um, there are four key things that our organization does. It's church planting, community development, training and discipleship, and children's ministry. Oh, wow. And all, all those four are very important to us. So church planting is what drives us. But when we go into so many communities in northern Ghana and Togo, we realize that people are starving. Uh, they don't have clean water. Um, some are struggling to, to even clothe themselves. And so we've been partnering with our churches here in the States to try to help uh, meet the physical part of their needs so that uh, we're sharing the love of God in a tangible way with them. So that's one aspect that we've been doing um, in, in, in our mission. The other thing we do, Amanda studied as a children's minister. She'll tell us a little bit more about herself. But uh, that was really neat that God prepared her to yeah. be able to use what she studied at Ozark um, to teach kids, to train teachers, um, Kids are all over the north, and 
parents think it's like really cool to have like free childcare when they come to church. But what's really happening is that we are growing the next generation. They're getting to know the Lord, and it's 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 it's, it's a great benefit. The, the 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 final thing we do is is training and discipleship, and because we have 105 churches planted, we don't have enough workers to take care of all these churches that have been planted, and so we fall on people like Jim Johnson and uh, people in uh, in the churches that support us, as well as some of the trained church planters in Ghana to train leaders in these churches to continue the work of discipleship, so that we can continue to plant churches because we want our church planters to be just that, church planters. Yeah. And we want other leaders to come alongside them to take care of the churches. And so that's one of the focus uh, areas for our organization. You know, and it's interesting, you, um, you you keep emphasizing the church planters thing. And you probably did that before I had a chance to go over there. Yeah. And I thought, oh, okay, you know, church planting, it's even popular here in the States and developing campuses and that kind of stuff. And I, I go over there and I'm teaching in a workshop and uh, we get into this debate actually about whether or not these men should be called church planters or pastors. And I totally misread, not knowing the context or what's going on, um, they were asking me kind of, and I thought it was a generic question, does it matter what we're called? Can we be called church planters or pastors? And I started into a kind of an explanation that it didn't matter. And Austin kind of stepped in and corrected yeah. me and said, no, we're church planters. And it's because of what God has put on your heart that right. what is needed in all of these small areas. The church in Bongo, when I was mm-hmm. there, and that's just the coolest church name ever, <laughs> just Bongo, um, uh, you know, met under a tree. That's right. And so it's just amazing how we have such a formalized view of church with a church building and then a and, and, and this this gentleman, uh, I just call him St. James, uh, an older gentleman. How old is how old is James is actually fifth in his fifties, like he's fifty two. He's not okay. very old. The African life kinda wears on you, so sometimes you look a little older than, <laughs> than you really are. Well he I mean honestly he does. I mean yeah, I would I would have put him quite a bit older, but yeah. he is a gentleman that's been blind for a number of years. Yes. Preaches, uh or church plants and then pastors mm-hmm. what, five or six six churches. Six churches. That's right. And so he was leading this, you know, this church at the tree in Bongo. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when you think about that, there are so many needs that you just described, discipleship, mm-hmm. but also community outreach and children's ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized, wow, like, no, church planting really is what, what this is all about. We That's are right. starting new churches. And mm-hmm. so these these men, when they when they asked, can they be pastors, they were asking, hey, can we kind of dial back the, the need to plant new churches? And I didn't realize that was the conversation, but Austin had no problem correcting me, let's yes. just say that. So he is the uh, Steve Broadway and the Ryan Vincent of Ghana. No problem letting Jim know when he's wrong. But uh, it was truly a blessing to, to be over there, so that's awesome. Now, Amanda, uh, we are both alums of the same school in Joplin, Missouri. Yes, finest Bible college. Oh, please. Oh, my God. There we go again. Truly, thank you, Amanda. I didn't. Quite I didn't sad. say that. Morgan didn't say that. Scott didn't say that. Drew didn't say that. The great Amanda said that. Um, uh, and I came from Canada to Joplin, but you came from California. California. So a California girl. Yes. Uh, we're in California. Uh, the San Luis Obispo area. I grew up in a small town called Atascadero, but nobody's ever heard of Atascadero, so I always say San Luis Obispo. It's just right in the middle of California on the coast. Yeah. Steve and I have been there, actually. We spent a week in San Luis. The CIY. Yes. Yes. Best oh, sushi ever. Oh, we had <laughs> yes. some great sushi near Avilia Beach. Was that, am I saying that right? Yeah. Avilia or Avilia? Avila, yeah. Avila. Avila, Avila. Beach. <laughs> and uh, so we actually went there and found a great sushi place. But uh, So you come from California and you moved to Missouri. Yes. Um, you finish up your college. Your mm-hmm. degree is in? 
my degree is in Christian ministry, but I emphasize in children's ministry. Okay. And so it's actually kind of funny how that all worked out. So I come to Ozark and honestly, I probably went through enough culture shock going from California to Missouri <laughs> than I did going from, you know, the United States to Ghana. It no was doubt. a whole different world for me, but I had gone there initially to study missions. And so I just, from CIYs, from church camp, always felt like God had just put on my heart that I was supposed to be a missionary. And so, so much so that I was willing to leave California and move to Missouri. <laughs> and so I get to Ozark and I'm studying and about halfway through my sophomore year, just had this like revelation, like I really don't want to go to Africa <laughs> because like, I don't know if you know this about Africa, but they have giant bugs there yeah, and it's do. really hot they and do. there's snakes and I just, I don't see that for myself. I just, I don't think I could do that. And so um, I just had that Jonah moment where like, I know God is calling me to this, but I just really don't want to do it. And so I changed my major to children's ministry. I felt like yeah. it wasn't quite as bad, you know, to like, I'm still doing ministry, <laughs> but it, you know, I can do it here in the United States. And so, um, and I did, I have a passion for teaching kids. And so I studied yeah. children's ministry and I graduated and um, when I graduated, I started doing children's ministry at a church in Indiana. And then God, in his um, wonderful sense of humor, um, brings Austin into my life. And I quickly realized that <laughs> if God tells you to do something, he has a funny way of making sure that you, you end you up do doing it. it. And so uh, when I met Austin, I quickly realized that I actually am going to go to the mission field and I am going to Africa and God just prepares you to do that. That's so. awesome. Mm -hmm. no, that's a great story. Austin's a great guy, actually. I love I love you both. <laughs> um, so what's it like? I mean, you talked about the difference and you're kind of probably half joking, but maybe not half joking, but there really is cultural shock even within America. So you mm -hmm. go from, you know, the, the coast of California and then you're in the buckle of the Bible Belt in Joplin, mm -hmm. Missouri. Then you're in Indiana for a little while and you've been in, you've been in Ghana for how long now? We've been in Ghana for four years now. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so what's that been like? It's it's definitely a change. Um, you know, you have the, the things like, you know, the power goes off randomly during the day. You <laughs> have, you know, sometimes the water will go off for weeks at a time that don't have air conditioning everywhere, that you have to make all of your food from scratch. And to get the food, you have to go wander through the market and you know, bargain with people and, you know, try to beat down the price and go back and forth. And um, it's just, yeah, it's a different world. And so, but it's one that I've come to love that now that I've lived there for four years, I can't imagine my life anywhere else. Like that's just mm. how I do it. Although I do love coming back here to the States and yeah. being able to do laundry whenever I want and <laughs> make shop a meal. a lot. <laughs> I do shop a lot. It's really bad. But we, and make a meal in five minutes. Like it's, yeah. I do appreciate those things, but, um, but I do love our, our life in Ghana. It's, yeah. it's been And you're wonderful. not in like, it went, you know, I, I learned a lot about Ghana. And so when we flew into Accra, um, it's more Western, I That's guess. Right. And then you're, you're no, you're North of that. You're, you're in the Northern part. And yes. so you're in Tamale, mm -hmm. uh, which is a predominantly Muslim and, and even where these churches that you've said are being planted and will continue to grow are in a Muslim region. That's right. Um, and it's really Muslim African as opposed to Muslim Middle Eastern. That's right. And that's mm -hmm. different. Um, mm -hmm. Austin, explain a little bit about the difference between what would, what, what, you know, when we hear Muslim, we, we think Saudi Arabia, mm -hmm. we think uh, the Middle East, but in Africa, it's very strong Muslim That's right. presence, and yet it's a little bit different. So maybe explain some of the differences. Or yeah, I was actually sharing with Steve uh, just a, a couple of moments ago. Um, I, I got I got a 
Well, I, I was able to video chat with one of our church planters, Philip. Okay. They had a prayer yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, they, they've been fasting and praying. And um, apparently this Muslim guy who is the nephew of the chief imam in Saboba brought his wife um, who um, for several years has had no issue. She's been wanting to deliver, have a baby, and she's not been pregnant. Um, and I, I'm assuming they've gone to... In, Is in Islam in the north, they, they don't just follow the traditions of Muhammad and uh, do what we see, you know, with the Arabians and stuff. But they also add African religions to okay. it. And so uh, I'm, I'm assuming they probably went to a fetish priest seeking, you know, a child. And that didn't happen. And so now they end up in the church and wanted to be prayed for. Uh, it was during this prayer time. And I have pictures of what happened. But... She actually vomited gauze from her stomach. And it's like crazy that that I that saw the picture. The <laughs> <laughs> yes. You've got to be kidding. I was wow. stunned uh, by, by so that. So it's not like this is a regular occurrence. No, it doesn't happen all the time. <laughs> but it, it, is, it, it, it tells of the difference in Islam that you find in, in Ghana. So what we have is folk Islam, which means there are these people who uh, whose parents are Islamic and Islam seems to be the predominant religion in the area, and so everyone associates themselves with Islam, but then they still worship idols. Um, and it's, like, all mixed. And so when you're going into a context like that, you have to know what you're dealing with, yeah. that you're not solely dealing with, you know, the teachings of Muhammad, but you also have to confront the spiritual warfare that is in African religion. Um, and and it's, it's, it's really neat and novel. Um, it's actually very different from... What I experienced, I did a year's missions in Niger. Americans call it Niger. It's very different from what you see in Niger uh, compared to what you find in northern Ghana, Togo, and Burkina Faso. Uh, but then all these people still need to be reached, and <laughs> we're doing all that we can to try to get to them. And that's why we are, we're really pleased with the partnership we have with Sunnybrook, especially with the Tamale Church Plant. Yeah, Because Sunnybrook was one of the key churches that came behind us. Uh, when we had this vision, Amanda and I moved to Tamale specifically to plant a church there because it's a city of a million people. It's in northern Ghana, and 80% of the population are Muslims. And I didn't grow up in that city. I grew up in the south where Christianity was predominant religion. And so it was like a new thing for me. Mm -hmm. uh, it was very, very novel. And um, when we, we, so we lived in Tamale for two years. Uh, and got to know people, uh, had friends with Muslims, and after two years, we started our church plant. But we were, it would have been unable, we would have been unable to do that without the support of Sunnybrook coming alongside us uh, and really helping to pay. Sunnybrook pays the the salary of the church plant to Moses and Abigail, uh, awesome. who are planting church the the church in in Tamale. So we're really grateful for that partnership that we have here and. Uh, so glad that you guys came to see the work in Tamale. Yeah, that was it. Was really neat. I mean, when you go into Accra, it it really it seems very Western. I think right. when we showed up there that night, we ate at a Kentucky Fried Chicken yes. or Burger King Burger or something King, yeah. like yeah. that. So, mm -hmm. you know, and then you go up to Tamale, very Muslim area, and it's just a, a very different. Mm -hmm. I mean, I felt like I was in more of some of the uh, rural places uh, where I've been in Ethiopia and other mm -hmm. places like that. Just had a different feel to it altogether. Mm -hmm. um, we'll come back and talk a little bit about kind of specifically what's happening in. Mm -hmm. 
Ghana, but you mentioned Sunnybrook's connection. And that's why I wanted Steve here because, you know, we want our people to not just fall in love with Austin and Amanda and Harrison, but we want them to fall in love with um, the biggest issue, right? Fall in love with Jesus Mm -hmm. and have his love and devotion to reaching the world in his name's sake. So that's what we're really all about here. And Steve, re- recently you've kind of assumed the responsibilities of overseeing the the missions group. And so Austin said, man, I'm really grateful for Sunnybrook's partnership. Explain a little bit and, you know, keep it, we'll keep it in this context. You sure. might want to talk big picture as well, but what what are we doing uh, specifically with, uh, with, with the Ganyos in Ghana? Well, there are, there are two categories of support that we offer. The majority of the budget annually goes to what we would call long-term missionary support. And that's the category that Austin and Amanda fall in. So we, we supply a monthly amount of money, uh, that's, um, that goes to support the work that they do. Um, and, and typically we are supporting individual missionaries. We don't give to organize by and large to organizations in some cases we do, but, uh, one of the advantages of that is the richness that comes from having relationships with the actual missionaries. Yeah. You know, I think of the Moors in Ethiopia and uh, the Greers the, in Japan. Yes, those in Papua New Guinea. Yep, yep, uh, the Priors. Yeah, the Priors. Uh, it, it's just a completely different experience than, uh, and not knocking what the Baptists do with the mission board. They they have a very powerful organization that does a tremendous amount of work, but the missionaries don't, uh, the churches actually don't get to have the, the variety of relationships that we get to have. And I mean, for me, and I'm t- there's a dozen people on the commission, mission committee, uh, draw tremendous inspiration from yeah. getting to know oh, yeah. the people that we're supporting and the work that they're doing. Uh, yeah. uh, so the other category would be sh- short term. So a, a portion of the budget goes to help people go to Ghana to see the work and provide encouragement and be able to use their gifts and passions in the field on a short term basis to help train, you know, pastors or, you know, we're getting ready to go to Poland in two weeks, and yeah. there's a whole opportunity there like we've never seen anywhere else. So we're hoping we can inspire and engage a portion of our congregation that hasn't seen the opportunity in the past to, to do that. Uh, so that gets allocated sort of on an as-needed basis. And uh, the, the the long-term list of folks that we have, there's about 18 on the list uh, that we are providing monthly support to that range from we're living there until the cows come home or Jesus calls us back sure, to, sure. you know, I've made a three-year commitment to India and uh, so it's and it's everything in between. So we have college students, uh, recently graduated college students that have made commitments to do multi-year in, uh, overseas. And then people like the Ganyos who literally are living in that country. And that's probably going to be their life for as, as far as the eye can see. And and they really are. I mean, I, we, we joke around on this side of things talking about you're like our staff people who live in Tamale. And um, we, we want to even own the responsibility of that. So. Uh, for those of you that are like from the Sunnybrook family that are listening to this, this is one of the reasons why when you get to know Austin man, you know, and then you know Harrison, um, I've I've been in some of those. I think uh, you know some of those places I've actually preached in or shared in, and so you everything begins to change, um, totally. which is one of the reasons why I'm a big fan of not just sending money to missions, but being missional 
not only in Stillwater, but then traveling to Mexico and, you know, the places where I go. I don't know if mm-hmm. Poland will be a long-term uh, continual connection for we're, me. We're but going to find out. We're, we'll yeah. find out. We'll but see. Ghana is. I mean, guys, you have me. I mean, my heart is there. My mm-hmm. mind is there. My prayers are there. Um, and when I think about the guys that went with us, right, like Ryan and Ryan and that, I mean, you you did something. Or the Holy Spirit did something through mm-hmm. you to us. And that's so much more valuable, I think, than if I had just said, hey, so if I send you guys 2000 bucks. Can you use that better? <laughs> and my conviction is, and I want to I want to hear what you guys think. Amanda, I'll begin with you. So some people say that, right? Like the Ganyos, what they really need is money. What the Ganyos need is um, for that ministry is they need money. Um, so I'm just going to send them a check and I'm not going to bother, you know, and I'm not trying to be selfish. I'm trying to do what's best for the kingdom. What, how would you respond to that? Like what's what's missing when it's just money? Well, the thing that's missing that's missing, we we always feel like it's not only our responsibility to do the work in Ghana, like that God has called us to do, but we have a responsibility to our, our partnering churches to we want people back here in the United States to to embrace missions, mm-hmm. to have a heart yep, yep. for the world like we do. And so a lot of times you can't get that until you actually come and visit somewhere. Like until you actually get on a plane and leave the ground in the United States and, and come somewhere else and see how Christianity looks in other parts of the world. And so we always encourage our churches that we want you to come. You know, it's a, it, it is a lot of work. We're going to be honest. It's a lot of work to take care of people. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's worth it to us because they get to see firsthand what we're doing and they get to come back and share that experience with people and just develop that heart for world missions that we want we want everybody in our churches to have. Yeah, and then just to tag go, tag, go, tag yeah, on to that, I, I feel like um, there's a sense in which we get fed when we have people from our churches come. So here we are pouring into 25 church planters so that they can plant 105 churches and keep adding. Uh, you know, last year they had 927 baptisms. Wow. So far this year, it's over 350 baptisms and counting. But we're doing a lot of pouring into these people. We get refreshed when we have people come from the <laughs> yeah. U.S. and yeah. one listen to them preach in these churches that we can sit back and you know enjoy sermons from our brothers and sisters in the U.S. It's it's really great. Beyond that is also the sense of relationship. We, it becomes a partnership yeah. when it's not just a monetary thing. Yeah, because ultimately the kingdom of God has to merge, yeah. and the only way there can be a merger is. No, it's, it's not just about sending money. Yep. There has to be a sending of the people. Yeah. And and I and I want, you know, on short-term trips that there will be some passion lit in the in, in, in the hearts of people that some people can come to Sandbrook and say, hey, I really like what's happening in Ghana. I feel like I want to dedicate some time to helping with that. Yeah. That cannot happen by just sending money. Yeah. So I, I think it is very, very important for people to come and see the work. Uh, plus, they become champions of the work we're doing. Yeah. So when we send out a newsletter and we talk about Bongo and about James, yeah. Jim knows who we're talking about. It's, mm-hmm. it's not just another figure or statistic. Yep. They yep. know the person, they care yep. about him. Yep. They're willing to pray, be on their knees if he's going through some challenge. That doesn't happen as much in a tangible way if it's just money being sent. So, so if I, James, who's blind, yes. if I knew that he needed like a walking stick, <laughs> yes. I would... From whatever, I mean, I would sell my cat. I would, I would sell my car, and I would. Here's the one thing I would do, Austin, because I love James so much. I would send him like 
two or three oh or four walking sticks. I know sticks. where this is going. <laughs> no, I'm not going to tell the whole story. You can, the, the audience can tell they're missing something, but I just think I would be more loving and gracious to James than you were. So, um, <laughs> no, but it's good to, it's, it's really good because That's what right. we want is yeah. the kingdom to advance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we try to fight on this side that it's not about, it's, it's not a, it's not a money problem. Yeah. Um, God is not in heaven going, oh, if I could just raise the right funds. Mm-hmm. It really isn't. I mean, if, if, if it were if it were that easy, actually, I really believe we would solve the problems right. in Mexico or in Stillwater. Mm-hmm. It's not a fight. I mean, think about this. Is 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 the lack of money in your account what's keeping you from following no. Christ? And the answer is no. Mm-hmm. And so there is a tremendous need for some things to happen like you were describing. That's right. But the bigger picture is, is is always good to remember. The other thing, which I'd never had heard before, I'd done, not a lot, but I'd done a number of trips before I'd come to Ghana. Mm-hmm. I had never thought about this, and, and I don't know if you, you probably say this all the time, mm-hmm. but you had mentioned how much it meant to the people in these areas that Christians were coming That's all right. the way from America mm-hmm. to, to to just encourage them. And, and you made a comment um, that you, you would kind of ask them, you know, your animistic mm-hmm. brothers and sisters, so to speak, yeah. do they ever come visit mm-hmm. you from around the world? Your Muslim brothers and sisters, do they ever come visit you around the world? Mm-hmm. And I had never heard that before. Yeah. I had never even kind of thought the kind of impact that that would actually have. And so I don't know if you want something to add yeah. to that. It, just, mean, it blew my mind. They, 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 when, when they know we have a team coming, the people are excited. One, because they realize, because we always teach them that the kingdom is bigger than what they see. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, because of, you know, uh, the poverty or challenge, most of them are unable to travel from where they are even to Accra to see, like, the kingdom of God big. So yeah. what they see is that church under their tree, and that that meets under the tree as, as the body of Christ. And then it blows their mind to know that the body of Christ is greater than that, that it comes across the ocean, and we meet and worship that same God. So when they're praying, <laughs> we tell them, look, the church at Sunnybrook is praying to that same God you're praying to. That's awesome. And then I ask them, look, so your animistic brothers, have you had anyone, have they had anyone come from wherever to visit them? Be like, no. How about Muslims? Have you had anyone come? No. But then knowing that you guys will come and live in huts and, you know, hang out with them, play with their kids, do VBSs, uh, pour into them, changes something within them that I can't really describe. Yeah. And and that's something that really, really is important. And we, we, we definitely want people to come and see the work. A lot has changed even in us, having come to Sunnybrook uh, recently. you know. So we spent six weeks here, and we've been in people's homes getting to know people. Yeah. We, we, uh, last Sunday at church, when, when, when in between services, we, we, we saw a lot of people and we knew who they were because <laughs> we had, we'd, we'd been in their homes. Sure. We've spent time with them. That doesn't happen when you send money. Yeah. It can only happen when you spend time together. And so yeah. that's, that fellowship is needed. And, see, and I guess I'd never really thought about just how, in that sense, different the Christian faith is. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not trying to say that there's nobody that cares about anybody if you're not. No, I'm not saying that. But I'm going, we are uh, intentional about this. You sure. know, and I, I really believe... Um, that is what fundamentally changes how we uh, act as the body of Christ to get rid of a lot of the prejudices and a lot of the misunderstandings that exist, that when we see in Christ, we are one, mm. and that there is neither 
Jew nor Greek and slave nor free and male nor female. We really get a sense of like, wow, I'm from Canada and you're from America and you're from Ghana and you're from America. Um, and yet none of that matters because right. in Christ we are all one. Amen. And so that's that's truly our message. Mm. And so that's pretty awesome. Go ahead. Steve. Yeah, yeah, just no, one no. small go, thing. Go, as, go. As, as we're talking, I'm thinking, you know, we also support local missions here in Stillwater and missions in the United States. And I know probably some folks in our congregation, you know, would ask the question like, well, oh, are yeah. we doing anything yeah. here? That's right. good. We absolutely are yeah. a lot, yeah. quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, and it's important and we don't want to overlook that. But I would also say there there's, it does something different in you when you get outside of your own culture mm. and you experience a different culture. Yeah. So I do have a bias toward at some point in your life as a believer, getting outside what is comfortable mm-hmm. to you and seeing how the body of Christ gets expressed in a culture that's different, it, it, there's just no substitute for what the Holy Spirit can do in you when you see that. It, it completely changed me. The first place I ever went was Piedras Negras, Mexico. Yeah. And I, I came back just in love, like kicking myself for all the years I was not in min- ministry, yep. Yep. like saving my vacation for myself. Mm. I'm thinking, why didn't I spend that vacation going to, <laughs> this is so much better than you know laying on a beach. I mean, yeah. the, the, the richness of that experience and the depth of the love and gratitude that you have for what God is doing around the world. It, it is transformative. So it's just important to know we do support work in Stillwater sure. around the United States, without a doubt. Uh, but but we, we have a lot of passion for what goes on outside the U.S. as well. See, and we have these conversations, and, and I'm just going to say well-intended, well-meaning people. They're not trying to be critical or selfish, but they would say, I think we need to take care of things at home first. Mm-hmm. I don't argue with them. But I do tell everybody that brings that up, I do say this. I say, I'm not, I think we should take care of the needs that are, I don't know how to prioritize them. I really don't because there's just needs everywhere. Mm-hmm. I have, I, I cannot think of an example of someone who has traveled internationally that does not care about the needs here. Mm-hmm. I yep. know a number of people, a number of people who genuinely care about the needs here who really don't care about the needs internationally. Mm-hmm. And so to me, it's, it's, that just says something. And I know it's somewhat anecdotal, but it's true. I just, when you go to Piedras Negras, I just, I can guarantee you Steve's going to care more about the project that happens down the street. Mm. I just know a lot of people that for whatever reason, um, still not fully understanding the importance of thinking more broadly of the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. um, not recognizing our needs to care for our brothers and sisters that are in Burkina Faso and Togo and all these amazing places. Um, I, I do think it's a, it's a bit of a maturity issue, but I just remind people all the time, I'll see one without the other. Um, and then once someone goes internationally, I cannot think of an example that if I were to say, hey, there's a local need, they would go, yeah, no, I care more about Burkina Faso. No, it just doesn't work that way. And I think that's actually pretty telling. Go go ahead, Amanda. One thing we thought was really interesting and really neat about Stillwater, though, is with having the OSU campus here, it's almost like God is bringing the world to Stillwater, (laughs) that we're staying at a house and uh, uh, the people there do a lot of campus ministry. And I think they shared with us last night, there's about 2,000 international students that are from OSU, and they're from all over the world. And it's like God is bringing the world here to Stillwater. So the opportunities that Sunnybrook has here, just in this town, can impact the world. Yeah. And so um, I think it's neat that you know we have a, a way to impact the world just even by staying in Stillwater, reaching yeah. out to other cultures and learning about other cultures and 
whatever they learn here, they're going to take back home when they when they finish school. And, and so, the, the list of eighteen I have on long term, five of those are in Stillwater, yeah, okay. right? And yeah. and a couple of them are very focused on particularly one. In, one is exclusively international, mm. and they all touch international in one way or the other. And many of these students are going back, taking mm-hmm. Christ back to their That's nation. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a great point. You know, as we wrap up, I could probably talk all day, but um, uh, really do. I want to thank you for just uh, spending six weeks with us. Um, you know, here's something I want to I want to close with this because talking about how different the kingdom of God is, you really opened my mind um, to something new about the Christian faith that I never realized, which is that as Christians, we go to other parts of the world to support other believers, and it really does encourage those other believers in a pretty profound way. Um, but you've kind of blew our minds in, in one small little area, and we've talked about this. Uh, so Amanda and Austin and their their beautiful little boy Harrison comes back. Harrison's what eight months old just mm-hmm. the other day when yeah. attended. So, and just imagine one of the most beautiful little babies you've ever seen in your life. So just imagine that he's just gorgeous. Um, he's you know doesn't look like his dad looks just like his mom. <laughs> so anyway, Good he is know. he is just he is just beautiful. Um, and and uh, Amanda's family is from California. And they've got a lot of stuff to do, and you're going to be here for a while. You're going to be here till near the end of the year, okay? So you've got some more time yet. But so Amanda, you've not seen your parents yet, right? You've not seen your mom. No, I haven't seen them. So and or my siblings or anything like that. <laughs> we six weeks. Six weeks. Yes. And you, so you you've been in Africa for a while. Two and a half years. Two and a half years, yep. and you come back here, and it's now been six weeks. So when our people heard this, that blew their mind. In the same way that the people in Togo could not believe that we mm-hmm. came to Togo. That's right. You come back here and they're like, Amanda, what's, are, is, are things not going well with your family? <laughs> I mean, do you not love your, do you not love your, that's what they're thinking. Do you not love your family? Yes. Ex- and explain the whole thing. I know you even said, well, listen, let me, it's yeah, a little let me more, go on it's a little saying, bigger picture. Let me say that I do love my family. And <laughs> so, um, but that's just, it's our commitment to the work and we consider we consider our church's family that we come here and like you people have been praying for us and have been supporting us and you know we couldn't do our work without you and so we come here and people welcome us into their homes um and cook meals for us and share with us and um so we in a way we've been visiting family and so we we love that um and we will get to see my family my um and the neat thing about my family is that they get what we do sure. and they're just a hundred percent behind us. And so they understand that we, when we go to churches, like we need to do that and we will get a chance to see them. My, my mom is counting down two weeks now. <laughs> she gets to see Harrison. And so, and we can't wait for, I mean, honestly, we, we appreciate her patience in that sense too, yes. right? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. we all share this. So. Yes. And so, um, but we just, again, want to just, Thanks, Sunnybrook, for being family to us and for taking care of us and feeding us. I think both of Austin and I put on like five pounds since oh, we've yeah. been here. Just more than you know, that. Well, I can see it on Austin. Yeah. You hide it. You hide it well. <laughs> just being so welcoming and just um, listening to what we do and encouraging us, and um, we just really have appreciated it. Well, what an incredible example, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it really is important for us to 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 live out what the body of Christ means. And, um, you know, I, I left my family years ago, and I see them about every three or four or five years, especially as my parents have gotten older. And people ask me a similar question. Are you going home for Christmas? And I'm like, I am home. Yeah. And not just my wife and my, 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 my sons, right, my four sons, but, but, but with Steve and Patty. And, I mean, I, I could go to Ghana. I swear mm-hmm. to you, I can get emotional thinking about this. Mm-hmm. 
and I would consider myself home. home. Mm. I would consider myself in right. your home mm. with family. Mm. And uh, it is something that is truly unique. My dad would say that to me. My dad and mom came to Christ and then went to Europe in the early 60s. Mm. And um, so just imagine what that would have been like living in France and in Germany uh, during the, that Cold War period wow. and just after World War II. And I remember asking my dad, like, was it hard? Because you don't have FaceTime and you don't have, you know, you're writing letters on paper and they're going mm-hmm. on. You know, it's just a different time, right? And I, I'd ask my dad, did you ever miss family? And my dad said, no, never miss family at all. What do you mean? And he said, because I was always with family. Amen. And that's a, that's a tr- that's truth. That's not just it's not just secondary. Like I look at you and you, I love you like a sister, mm-hmm. and I love you like a brother. Mm-hmm. Um, I love you more, Amanda. Yeah, I, know. But, I mean, but there's <laughs> but there is a sense in which it really is good for us to do it. And thank you for modeling that to us, Steve. Anything mm-hmm, you want? Well. Anything you want to end with? Anything you want to? Just full of gratitude and excited about the future. Uh, I see there there will, there will be a lot more. I think of us going to Ghana as a result of your, your time mm-hmm. here. Um, I had someone in my life group after you guys spent the evening with us say, I'm going to, or the husband said, my wife's going to Ghana. And <laughs> she's not someone who's really, she's been kind of resistant about the idea of going overseas on missions. Um, and there was just a complete turn in her heart. So I'm just grateful for the time that we've had together and for the, the way the spirit is working in all of us. Mm-hmm to bring us together and get us outside our comfort zone and advance the kingdom. I mean, that's just a beautiful thing. Man, that's awesome. Um, we're excited about this partnership continuing. 2018 probably is yeah. going yeah. to be the time. I'm hoping people can is, come. Yeah, no, we'll be coming. And so please watch this, uh, ask some more questions, mm-hmm. all of those kinds of things. Be praying for Austin and for Amanda and for the ministry mm-hmm. in Tamale and in northern mm-hmm. northern Ghana. And uh Man, I, I'm just going to, I don't know, I'm kind of actually caught emotionally. So I'm just going to stop before I cry. Love you guys. Have a great one. And uh, we will uh, catch you on our next Consider Thanks, Jim this. and Sunnybrook. It's all good. Mm-hmm.